Hello, I'm Paulette Trevina from Liverwell, and this podcast is part of our liver awareness campaign for October, where we talk to a range of people with liver disease about their own experience. Today, I'm talking to Chloe about non-alcoholic fatty liver disease with the odd name of NAFLD. The statistics on this condition are alarming. In 2015, 20% of the population were diagnosed, and in 2020, it's 22% and rising. The burden of this disease in Australia and in most developed countries manifests in increasing levels of advanced liver disease and primary liver cancer. Fatty liver disease now affects one in four people in Australia. So why don't we know more about it? We traditionally associate many types of liver disease with drinking alcohol. But NAFLD is an umbrella term for a range of liver conditions affecting people who drink little or no alcohol. And as the name implies, the main characteristic of NAFLD is too much fat stored in our liver cells. Some people with NAFLD can go on to develop non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, known as NASH, an aggressive form of fatty liver disease, which is marked by liver inflammation and may progress to advanced scarring, otherwise known as cirrhosis, and liver failure. This damage is similar to the damage caused by heavy alcohol use. Chloe joins us today to share her experience of being diagnosed with NAFLD and how this impacted on her lifestyle and the changes she's made. Welcome, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me. So let's start with you. Tell me about yourself. Okay, so I am 37. I am a mother of four young children and I'm relatively fit, for want of a better word, active and healthy. And the NAFLD diagnosis took me by surprise. I bet it did. Yeah, so a surprise. What was your initial initial diagnosis and the, the treatment plan that your practitioner um, outlined for you? Okay, so I had actually gone in to get a hepatitis B vaccine because due to my age, I'm not quite old enough to have been in the hepatitis B vaccine at birth cohort. Um, and my doctor did a series of tests and discovered that I had a fatty liver and that my levels were too high. And we sat and we had a talk about it and she recommended dietary and exercise changes to me. Yeah, so she recommended dietary and exercise changes to me and um, the impact on my life so far has been that a lot of the fun things that I used to do which involved fats, sugars, and salts, I've had to drastically reduce because reducing fats, sugars, and salts is the recommended approach to fatty liver disease and managing at this point in time, just with diet and exercise, um, I've had to cut a lot of the, the fun things out of my life, I guess. Right. And what sort of tests uh, did your practitioner do in determining that you had fatty liver? So initially it was a full liver screen for hepatitis B and she looked at my ALT and my, um, I think it's AFT levels. And mm -hmm. then when the levels came back a little bit high, I was given an ultrasound to rule out cirrhosis of the liver. Luckily at this stage, I don't have a cirrhotic liver, mm -hmm. um, just a fatty one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I also had a range of tests for iron and vitamin B and other um, blood levels to rule out anything more serious than fatty liver disease. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a, a, 
I guess a relief that it wasn't um, cirrhosis or anything more advanced than that. But yeah, probably a surprise for you um, in being diagnosed with with fatty liver. Um, what what um, what were the first sort of things that you did once you'd uh, been diagnosed? Well, initially, because it's it's a disease with a funny name. It's 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 called mm. fatty liver disease. It, it sounds quite innocuous. Yeah. And so I initially, before recent, I I didn't do anything because my doctor has said, oh, okay, you need to make some changes to your diet. And she gave me a card for a dietitian, and she said, you need to make some changes in your exercise. And by trade, before having children, I've worked as a personal trainer. So exercise is something that I'm innately familiar with. Um, so I didn't think I, I needed to make too many lifestyle changes. But after speaking to the team on the liver line, they suggested that I do actually take my doctor's advice and go speak to the dietitian. And that resulted in, as I said before, cutting out fats, sugars and salts or quite drastically reducing them. Um, my favourite food in the whole wide world is chocolate cupcakes with strawberry buttercream frosting. <laughs> and that's been something that I've had to moderate quite significantly. Um, and changing my weight has been something that I've had to work quite hard on as well. So um, I think the statistics are even a 5% weight loss makes a significant difference to the health of your liver. Mm-hmm. And my doctor has recommended that I look at between 5 and 10% of my, my current weight to get things down to healthy levels. So how long ago was it that you were diagnosed, Chloe? Um, so it would have been April this year when I first started being concerned about the hepatitis B vaccine, um, just through personal research and an interest in my own health. And um, so, you, so you've had time to, to, to get your head around the changes that you've had to make, but have you found that um, that's not a, a really long period of time to change your whole lifestyle? Has, has COVID Um, made that more difficult? COVID definitely has. I think um, particularly being a resident of Melbourne and being Mm. in the heavy lockdowns, um, COVID's had an impact on the mental health side of things. So having the motivation to make dietary and exercise changes has been particularly challenging. I think that being diagnosed in April in Melbourne as well. The weather hasn't been absolutely fantastic. It's been quite chilly and cold. Mm. And the concept of getting outside to go for a run or to go for a walk. And my doctor actually recommended walking as my main form of exercise. Mm. So something that was accessible and achievable and quite easy to do realistically. Um, Even being able to get out and go for a walk without having to rug up has been challenging but I've I've done my best and I have lost a little bit of weight in the one two three four five months since my Mm. diagnosis so yeah and you've acquired a a dog in that time has that made it easier oh absolutely having a dog means you have to get out and Mm. walk (laughs) definitely um and have things changed for you in in that time since your diagnosis I think my my attitude towards my personal health has really changed. So I've always taken my health for granted. Um, I've always been a relatively healthy person and haven't touched wood, very luckily, very privileged, very blessed. 
experienced much illness. So this came as a real shock diagnosis for me and it's really forced me to be a lot more aware of the things I'm putting in my mouth and how I take care of my body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So it's sort of it's sort of like a bit of a warning flag. I guess it gives you time to act on things That's, and change them. Absolutely. And I think when we think of liver disease, we think of the disease of the older person. And that's something that is completely untrue. Liver disease and particularly fatty liver disease impacts younger people, older people and everybody in between. So, mm. yeah. And so, and as I mentioned earlier, most people associate uh, liver disease or liver conditions with um, consumption of alcohol, mm-hmm. um, but that's not something that, that, that applied to you as much? No, I, I don't drink. Um, I, I've had maybe four glasses of wine in the last five years and I actively choose to seek out non-alcoholic drinks because I just feel better and I haven't been a fan of hangovers since my 20s. So. <laughs> okay. So you've obviously learned a lot about it um, since, since the, earlier this year. Uh, what do you wish you'd known at the start? Um, I think the biggest thing is I, I work as a body positive personal trainer in my spare time and I've always said that anybody can be a healthy body and I I'm, I maintain that because fatty liver disease can affect people who are of a low BMI it can affect people of mm. a high BMI but I think one of the things that we need to be aware of is um, the term is central adiposity so mm. fat around your middle yeah. and particularly visceral fat, so fat around your organs, and that's what fatty liver disease is. If I had known that I had outward indications of that going on, I probably would have paid a lot more attention to my health a lot sooner and um, made changes in terms of weight loss diet and exercise sooner before it became something that I had to really focus on for the sake of my health. Mm -hmm. Great. So have you found that um, family and, you know, practitioners have provided a lot of support to you? Um, my family's back in Western Australia. So I, I get a lot of support from my children. They're fantastic and they get the body positive message, which is quite encouraging, I think. Mm-hmm. But the majority of my support has actually come from peers and providers, my, my healthcare providers. So my doctor has been really good and a really good resource and pointed me in the direction of great liver information and she's answered all of my quirky questions and great and has it changed the type of food that you make for your children because you're (laughs) eating differently yourself yeah definitely we eat a lot more salad Mm -hmm. um and cutting out oils obviously so we've we switched how we cook our food a little Mm -hmm. bit um, I come from quite an English Irish stodgy background. So a lot of the foods that I've been taught to cook were shallow fried or deep fried and being able to change that into baked food and food that doesn't contain excess oil. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's been really beneficial for everybody. Yeah. And yeah. And has, has that been a happy transition for your children or have they resisted? They've been pretty good, to be honest. Um, I am in the process of teaching them all to cook. So what they cook, they eat, Mm -hmm. um, I found. And being able to teach them new cooking methods and 
researching a lot of new recipes has been a lot of fun. And my dietitian has been a great resource for that as well. She provided me with a recipe book of like basic how to cook low fat, low, low sugar, low salt food. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So would you have advice for others in this position? Um, the biggest thing that I can say is even if you don't think you're at risk of fatty liver disease, it's a great idea just to get tested because it can happen to anybody and anybody type. Right. Yes. Good advice. Have you had any difficulties in accessing care or treatment or information? Um, during COVID getting an ultrasound was interesting. Ultrasound businesses were open, but due to a huge backlog from when they were closed, getting an appointment for that was, was challenging. Right. And um, so how are you going now? Has it changed aspects of your health? Have you had a chance to check in again and see how you're, how you're doing with your treatment? So my levels haven't changed yet, mm-hmm. um, which is mentally challenging for me <laughs> because I've made so many challenge changes in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but my doctor assures me that it's a long and slow process. And um, as I lose weight and as I continue on this journey, it will it will happen, she says. Mm-hmm. Um, so would that be something that might take a couple of years to turn around? Is that what your doctor was I'm under the impression you? that, yeah, it is okay. it's not a fast turnaround time. Right. Yeah. So it's really quite a quite a, a matter of changing your lifestyle and, and staying on that path till you till you get some results. Yeah, absolutely. And right. just sticking Excellent. to it. Yeah, sticking in there. Um, and how does the future look now? Well, I think the future looks lighter. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm on the curvier side of the spectrum, um, but I am making changes to my diet, lifestyle and exercise habits. So I'm trying to live lighter as the campaign in Western Australia encourages us all to do. Right. And I think um, if I can get in control of my liver levels and the fatty liver disease, it will be hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I need to check in yearly to make sure nothing's advanced and gone the other way. Mm-hmm. But I touch wood, everything is looking encouraging at the moment. Great. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Chloe. Good luck with your treatment. Thanks, Paulette. Thank you. We hope this podcast has provided some helpful information. Remember, for more information, you can visit the Liverwell website at liverwell.org.au or call the Liverline on 1800 703 003. Thanks for listening.